Hello, I'm Hilary Walker, Pastor Derek's wife. I wanted to share with you today about uh, condemnation, the thief of our faith. But um, I would just like to give you a short recap from what we discussed last week. As you remember, we were in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1. Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And we discovered about this verse that to whom the arm, the power of the Lord is revealed, it's to those who believe the report. Verse 2, for Jesus shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of the ground. He has no form of comeliness, and when we shall see him, no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. I wanted to explain, as we, we did last week, that the word sorrows and the word grief, and these also, words are also found in um, verse 4 and verse 10, these words in the Hebrew are translated in other literal translations as pains and sorrows. Um, pains instead of sorrows and sickness or disease instead of grief. So we would be correct in reading um, that he, Jesus, is despised and rejected of men, a man of pains and acquainted with sickness and disease. Verse 10, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has made, put him to grief. And that word grief is the same word for sickness. Could say he has made him sick. Last week, um, we went through some other highly reputable and respectable, sorry, respectable uh, literal translations which support the literal Hebrew meaning of these two words. Um, Young says, he is despised and left of man, a man of pains and acquainted with sickness. Surely our sicknesses he has borne and our pains he has carried them and we esteemed him smitten, plagued of God. Another translation says, verse 10, Jehovah has delighted to bruise him. He has made him sick. Rotherham says, he has laid on him sickness. This is one of the greatest statements in the word of God concerning healing. Um, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried away our pains. Jesus didn't pay just for our sicknesses, but he paid for our complete salvation, our redemption, so that we could live with God in heaven forever. And so let's look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. They overcame him with the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. You see, the devil is listening and watching you. We see um, in the verse 10 of Revelation 11, sorry, Revelation 12, verse 10, the devil is the accuser of the brethren that accused them before their God night and day. You see, he's always trying to build a case against you. He's trying to get you to say things and do things uh, that you will regret so that he can concoct, <laughs> concoct evidence against you and get a case that will hold up in the high court of heaven um, so that he can move in on your life because he can't move in on your life unless um, it's past the judgment of the Lord. So who wants to be in the hands of the enemy? I really don't think anybody honestly wants to be in the hands of the enemy. And if we don't want to be judged, what should we do? We should judge ourselves and then we won't be judged. The, the scripture says that if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. Now, judging yourself, um, it's a broad expression, really, and it has to do uh, with several areas. But first of all, 
Um, let's read 1 Corinthians 11, verses 29 to 32. This is um, at the beginning of the, the Lord's Supper. And in my Bible, it says, examine yourself. Verse 29, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. That means they die before their time. They die young. Because if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Now, can you see the connection here between condemnation, judgment, and judging yourself? We often think that the devil is our biggest enemy, and uh, he is our enemy, but he's not actually our biggest enemy. Um, as I said, he's definitely our enemy. He's our adversary. adversary. He's definitely against us, and he's always trying to gain evidence against us uh, because he wants to build a case against us and get us judged by God. Uh, and that's enough, I think, isn't it, to make us not like somebody? And so we know what he's up to. Um, he's not your buddy. He is your enemy. But he's not the very worst enemy that you or I have. Um, do you know who your worst enemy is? Who your biggest challenge is? You may think it's your neighbor or your child or someone you work with. But actually, the greatest challenge we have is with sin, which actually has to do with our own flesh. And actually, there's not much the devil can do um, if we will walk in obedience to the God, if we will walk in faith, and we'll walk in love, and if we will go according to God's plan for our life. But we do. We walk in sin. Uh, therefore, we walk in condemnation because we've got this feeling that it's, things are not quite right, and then it's a heaviness on us, and we just add condemnation on top of con condemnation if we will not take responsibility for the fact that we've sinned. Uh, we walk in disobedience. Um, and all this is going to give the enemy the opening that he's wanted. He's looking for materials so that he can accuse us um, to God. Um, he's building his case against us to God. And um, our flesh is the biggest enemy. And one of the biggest lies that the devil sells us is that uh, we say, I can't help it. Oh, well, God loves me. It, it, it doesn't matter. But actually... It does. It does matter what we do. If the devil can get us to believe that lie, we are in really big trouble. Our mind is our mind, and contrary to some people's belief, we can think on what we want to think on. And our body is our body, and we can do what we want to do with it. Unless, of course, you've been taken into slavery. You see, the person we need to watch the most, actually, is the one that we see in the mirror. And the one that we need to hold the tightest grip on is the one that we dress in the morning. We need to take account of ourselves and judge ourselves, not make excuses. Not say, oh, well, I missed it. Oh, I couldn't help it. Oh, I was a naughty girl. Oh, I was a naughty boy. No, we need to confess sin as sin. We need to take account of ourselves and judge ourselves. We need to confess that we have sinned and that it's not the other person's fault. You see, our flesh is a bit like a naughty child. The more we yield to it, the more trouble we have from it. 
and the less we yield from it the less trouble we have from it and as you know an unruly child the more you let them get away with the more they're going to try it on but the less we let them get a tra get away with it the more peace we have and the less they try it on and we really have to keep a very firm hand hold on our flesh Paul said I keep my flesh under and I bring it into subjection to the will of my spirit we have to be a lot rougher with me than we are with them um, sometimes we have to get ourselves by the ear and say no you are not you are not you are not doing that because you know addiction comes and people say they cannot help but really if they turn to God if we turn to God and we cry out to his help he will strengthen us to be able to say no I am not going to do that and so we need to say to our fresh no you're not going to do this or if God has told us to do something we said no, I don't want to do it we say flesh you are going to do this and you are going to do this now to procrastinate and to put off is one of the devil's tools because then we'll never do what God has told us to do and we need to tell our mind you are not thinking on that stuff you know when someone's upset you and you think oh I can't but you can we can we can turn our mind on the Lord on his word and we tell our mind what we will think you can t uh, you can and I can why because of who lives in us if Jesus doesn't live in us then really maybe we don't have the strength but we really do because of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us through the Lord Jesus Christ he is our strength he is the one who enables us and the reason I'm saying all of this is because one of the biggest hindrances to our faith is condemnation or sin consciousness condemnation is a horrible thing and another way of saying condemnation is to say we have a sense of guilt that sense of guilt the whole time you feel guilty feel embarrassed feel ashamed feel inferior and if you feel like that it's difficult for your faith to work it, it limits it and if your faith won't work then you can't really walk in victory and you see the Word of God tells us that faith our faith is the victory that overcomes the world 1 John in the third chapter verse 20 it tells us if our heart condemns us God is greater than our heart and he knows all things God knows all things and if we don't feel right if we feel scratchy inside then we need to know that God knows already he knew before we knew and we should run straight to him and deal with it quickly God knows when we've sinned by not confessing it doesn't mean to say we're able to hide it from him John goes on to say in verse 21 beloved if our heart does not condemn us then we have confidence towards God and verse 22 and whatever we ask we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight you see whatever we ask we receive from him that's good but how is it going to work verse 23 tells us and this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another just as he gave us commandment 
Simple. Believe and love. This sums up all the ordinances of the Old Testament. Walk in faith and walk in love. Ah, oh, it's so easy to say it. It's so quick to say it. If we'll do that, we'll do well because we're fulfilling all the requirements. It doesn't take much time, does it, to say that? But we know it's a full-time job for the rest of our lives because we have the flesh and the devil will always, always try to tempt us. Every day, Satan will bring us amazing opportunities to doubt God, to be pessimistic and to get depressed. Honestly, there's no such thing as being in faith for something and being depressed about it. If we're in faith about it, we have peace about it. Have you ever tempted to be depressed? Now, some people are more inclined to feel depressed than others, but those of you who, who have suffered from depression, my heart goes out to you because, yes, I know what it's like to be depressed. So what must we do? We feel helpless, that we can't do anything about it, but we can. We can resist that temptation. And instead of yielding, for me it would be like self-pity, be grateful. Be grateful that we can see. Be grateful we have a job if we're grumbling about going to job. Thank God we can walk there. Thank God we can hear. Thank God we have the family that we have. And thank God that we have God. Thank God for the word of God. So instead of yielding to our doubt and unbelief and our pessimism, we must resist it by saying, I refuse to believe that. I believe the word of God and it's going to be all right. He's heard my prayer. We must be positive and expect it to turn out for good. You, we, will have to do this every day, but it does get easier the more we do it. That is, if we really want victory. Oh, how you'll be tempted not to walk in love. You will be tempted, I will be tempted to be rude. We will be tempted to be selfish. We will be tempted to be ugly and mean and ungrateful. And we cannot treat people like dirt and walk in health. That's the truth. Some people think they can, that they can be street angels and treat their families like dirt. But you cannot. We cannot get away with anything. If we want to walk in health and healing, we must treat people well. You see, faith works by love. Um, does it help if I say that cars work by fuel? No fuel? No working of the car? No love? No faith working? You can make all the good confessions you like, but honestly, if you're treating people badly, it's a lot of hot air. Um, and as I said, if we're street angels, lovely outside and terrible to our families, it's still not going to work. Faith works by love and we must treat everybody well. We must esteem everybody worthy of politeness. This is one of the biggest causes of physical problems and failures, not treating other people well. That is, people who are not walking in love. Really, it does affect their health sooner or later. If you and I want to be full of the blessings that God has for us in this life, we must live right. We must live righteously according to the word of God. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, it says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat 
the good of the land. And uh, the other way is if you are rebellious and hard-hearted, you're going to eat sour grapes, the judgment and the sword. We'll go to Psalm 40. There's a verse there, verse 8, that I want us to do as our confession every day. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is written within my heart. You know, we may have to say this many times by faith. I used to confess... I used to confuse feelings and faith, like you feel like you're in faith. No. You can be in faith and absolutely not feel like you're in faith. You just say, this is the word of God. This is what I'm saying. Lord, this is what is on my heart. Whether my flesh is agreeing with it or not, I delight to do your will, oh my God, and your law is written in my heart. God is so much smarter than us. Honestly, don't listen to your head. Don't listen to other people's opinions. Listen to God. God knows best. In our family, we, had, we used to say, oh, FKB, which meant Father knows best. But actually, our Heavenly Father does know best. And by the way, my earthly father usually did know best. Um, we will be the happiest and the most fulfilled doing what God tells us to do, what the Lord tells us to do. Do you know, I wouldn't want to be doing anything, anything other than this. I love it. And I thank God for the honor and the privilege of being able to share what I've learned and what the Holy Spirit is doing in me. And, and if I can help you in any way by sharing um, my little stories, I really hope I do. Because you see, what God has planned for you is ever so much better than what you could possibly think up for yourself. For instance, as a child, I wanted um, to meet some handsome guy who was the hunting, shooting, fishing guy, very rich, Lord somebody or other, um, and I could live a life of luxury and idleness. Oh, my word, I would have been, well, I wouldn't have lived long for a start, and I would have been so miserable. I really would. And so what God planned for me is so, so much better than anything I can't say it, could possibly have dreamed or thought of. You see, God had a plan for you before you were even born. God wanted you to be born. Remember this, God wants you. He wanted you to be born. He had a wonderful, has a wonderful plan for your life, which he planned before you were conceived. And all your good works were predestined and all we have to do is not a matter of deciding, oh, what shall I do? Shall I do this? Shall I do that? It's not a matter of discovering um, what you want to do. It is actually a matter of discovering what God has already planned for you. Uh, we also need to decide who's going to run our life. Who's going to be the driver of this car? You or the Lord? If you say the Lord, then praise God because it's already been decided for you before you were ever born. You just need to discover it, and that's exciting. Seek the Lord. Seek his face. Love him. Tell him how much you love him. He won't show you the whole thing. He will just show you the first step, and then as you take that step, he will give you more light. More light will come. Let's confess this verse 8 together. If you want to close your eyes, I delight to do your will, O oh my God, and your law is within my heart. Should we say it again? Really mean it. I delight to do your will, O oh my God, and your law is within my heart.
David goes on to say in this psalm, in verse 12, For innumerable evils have surrounded me, my iniquities, my sins has overtaken me, so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head, therefore my heart fails me. It's not your physical heart, it's your spirit. Um, and you know, when we do feel that, we're just not able to look up. And he, the psalmist, David, is not able to look up. And if you're not able to look up, then that is a sign you are in condemnation. When you are condemned in your heart, you won't have strength. You won't have boldness. You won't have faith. In my own life, I have learned through all these years, I cannot afford the least bit of condemnation, the least bit of a sense of guilt. I can't afford to brush things under the carpet. I have to confess them right away. I can't afford it because it brings darkness and depression and the feeling of, I just can't go on, I can't cope. It takes the boldness and the confidence right out of our lives. You see, if we don't pray boldly, confidently, then we're not praying in faith. We're begging instead of praying in faith. God has given us all things. He says, ask me. He's a, he's a rewarder, not a withholder. If we don't resist the enemy and these negative thoughts boldly, and we just, we just talk on, it's just noise and hot air. It takes faith to get results. It takes faith to get victory in life. And as I said, faith is not a feeling. Condemnation will absolutely destroy our faith. If we have the slightest guilt about us, our faith will not work. We can be making confessions all night long, but if we're not doing it in faith, you know, it's, it's not going to work. We can be praying all night long. We can starve ourselves, but it won't be effective if we're not doing it in faith. Without faith, we cannot please the Lord. We are supposed to open our eyes in the morning by faith, take every step by faith, every prayer by faith. If you've, you've seen my journey with the Lord on, on, um, on the television, um, I just literally clung to the Lord every single day and said every single day when I got up, because I would actually feel so exhausted, Lord, you are my strength. You are my strength. You are the only one that can take me through the day. And you know, I would do amazing things. When I say climb mountains, felt like a mountain. I mean, they're very, very steep hills and very rocky. Um, and I did things that I thought I, it was impossible for me to physically do. You see, we've got an enemy who's trying to continually get a case against us to take it to the throne of God to get us judged. So he wants access into our lives. But until he gets judged, until we get judged, he doesn't have access. You know, he's going to bring to you thoughts, memories, and feelings to you to provoke you. He loves to provoke you when he's trying to get evidence, something that he can get use against you. Imagine this. His imps will follow you around and anything you say will be recorded. How ghastly. Um, and they can and will be used against you in the court of high heaven. You have an ad adversary. He's shrewder. He's more cunning. He's had thousands of years practice than any prosecuting lawyer you have ever heard. He's been building cases against human beings for centuries. Sadly, he's very proficient at what he does. He knows what buttons to push in your life. He knows what levers to pull. He knows what's going to spring you into action. 
who knows what's going to get you to talk, to say the wrong thing, to put you in an embarrassing situation so that he's got a case against you. But you must know you have somebody and there never has been an, an attorney for the defense like this attorney. You have somebody, talk about the best lawyers money can buy, this somebody, he far exceeds all that. In fact, I think you've guessed, your attorney, my attorney for the defense, has never ever lost a case. He's had many who wouldn't work with him and they lost their case, but you're not going to lose your case because you know how to work with the Lord, that you use the word of God, you reject those feelings, you refuse to say the wrong things. Yes, we're going to fall and fail lots of times, but you know we're supposed to get up, brush ourselves down and start all over again because God is on our side. And in the court of law, you just say, I am innocent. If you have confessed your sin to God and people or the devil comes to accuse you, you just say, I'm innocent, I in, I'm innocent. They say, oh, look at this videotape, and they'd show it. It's blank. Do you know why it's blank? The blood of Jesus has completely erased it. There is nothing in your past to hold you back. There is nothing against you because the blood of Jesus has completely cleansed you from your past. And, oh, Father, I thank you for these lovely people. I commit them into your loving hands, and I thank you, Lord, that they know that they are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus through your word and through your Holy Spirit. God bless you. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And our vision is to spread the in-depth teaching of the word of God to the ends of the earth. But we need your help. If you can partner with us or or pray for us and contribute to us, it will make all the difference to make this possible. And on our website, oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk, you, you can find the, a way you can help us financially, and we would be so grateful. Receiving healing is so important, because if we're not well, our whole life is blighted. And so I've written a book to teach you how you can receive your healing from God, getting healed, and there's a CD series that goes with that called Getting Healed. Let me encourage you to build up your faith and understand how to receive what God gives us freely. And I've got a second book called Live Long and Strong. And how not just to receive healing, but how to walk in health and strength and have your youth renewed. And there's also a CD series that goes with that too. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.